Yeah. Jason, but keep on going. Yeah, so I was, I was just saying, um, what you putting in your mouth, or for at least from my experience, what I'm putting in my mouth is a direct reflection of where I'm at mentally. You know, if I'm putting mm-hmm. good things that's giving me life, you know what I'm saying, fruit, vegetables, you know what I'm saying, seeds, um, herbs, like you were saying, if I'm putting those things into my body, you know, that's that's telling you that I care. You know, I care about myself. I care about my physical health. But, you know, they say you are what you eat. So you putting dead things in your body, you putting things that add no value into your body. You know what I'm saying? That's that that's saying how you feel about yourself without actually saying it. Facts. You know what I'm saying? That's when people be asking me, bro, I can't manifest anything in life. I'm asking you, what are you eating? What are you consuming for if you drinking? If you're eating this dead stuff, you're not going to manifest nothing. And I was telling my mom about that. I'm like, mom, just try to eat some more fruit or some vegetables. And then while you washing it off, speak affirmations to it. You feel me? Because all that got water molecules. And we already know that water can hold memory. Yes. So that's yes. that's really the main thing I be more conscious about when I'm making my food. And this is me just preaching to myself too right now to remind myself. When I'm washing my food, I'll say my affirmations to my food. Like, really speak to my food because we all know why we pray for our food. We bless the hand that made the food because we already know that energy transfer over to the food and then we eat it. Right. You feel me? Like, it's an elder that uh, he said, he was like, he walked in a restaurant and, be, you know, saying the line, he see who's, like, serving the food and he really observe the attitude of that person, how they doing, how they moving. Yeah. And they, if you don't like it, he leaving out. He's saying, forget that. I'm not going to eat none. I'm out. Yeah. Because that's how important it really is. Man. I heard and you really said that. I feel like I heard that before. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> it's one of my elders in the collective can. He said that. I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, really? Like, it was, it had to be somebody like that that was, yeah, that wisdom. But, like, that's very powerful because yeah. me, I used to be in the back in the kitchen making hookahs, so I see, you know what I'm saying, who's making the food, everything like that. And I really see it, man. I really do see it firsthand. And I was like, damn, like, really tapping in. And then with me, with my vegan diet, man, I'm really trying to be more aware, especially with that Beyond Meat stuff. Yeah, like, I don't even remember that. It's just no, it's no good. It's no good. The process, all yeah. that. Because when I went vegan, I was high on my starch. I used to be starched up. Like, I used to eat nothing but potatoes because I didn't really know no better. And, like, I went cold turkey when I converted to, to being uh, vegan. I just went straight cold turkey. So my stomach was going yes. through it. And then I was Dude. just eating yeah, I know potatoes. <laughs> be craving. Be craving. I'm like, oh, my God. Because the fruit, bro, Man. it's like you'll eat fruit, you'll just be eating fruit, vegetables, fruit, vegetables. But then you just want something that's just like savory or just like yeah. got some texture to it or some saltiness to it. And it's like, damn, what can I eat? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, I'm telling what can I make you, that, that is going to satisfy me? But that's, I kind of struggle with that as well. Like, I, I'll be I'll be going good, you know what I'm saying? Eat my fruit and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, bro. <laughs> I just got a terrible craving right now for just something real salty. Because mm. the fruit is just, mm. fruit and vegetables, it's just, like, the vegetables don't really have no salt to it. I mean, you could put, like, herbs and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, salt, pepper, and all that. But 
I guess when you when you come when you get used to eating like meat and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's just a, it's just different. You said something salty, right? So in the book and Dr. Dr. Africa's book, Holistic Healing, salty, right? The emotional addictive factor from salty it redirects anger, frustration, and violence mm. when you crave something salty. One thing with me was sugary. So it helps satisfy the need to give or receive love. That's one thing about mm. me. I crave sugar a lot. A lot. So I really reflect on that. I'm like, damn. What? I really I gotta read, read that. I need to read that. I need to read that. Bro, you gotta, you gotta, bro. Like I just, just got the book. So I went through the book. I didn't really read it, but I was scanning through the book and put tabs on the book where points where I need to read or somebody said they had this issue. I can go back to it and like be like, yo, check this out. So like, I might order all his books, like for sure. Like definitely just just saying that and me getting started with my diet or really, really I'm on jackfruit and mushrooms, blue oyster mushrooms, lion's mane mushrooms. That's one alternative that you can really start doing to really help you with that craving because it's a restaurant out here in the DMV area called Mush DC and they make fried mushroom sandwich. It's better than the Popeye's, Chick-fil-A, whatever chicken sandwich spot mm. you can name, Zaxby's, whatever, Raisin Cane, all Raisin Cane, all that, this vegan spot tops. So I got a question about, about that, though. What what are you frying it in? And does the does the frying process, like, does that mess any other any of the nutrients with the mushrooms? Or how, how does that work? So the with the nutrient with the mushrooms, I definitely gotta look that up. So they're frying it in uh I would say you can do it with avocado, grapeseed oil. Yeah. Like it's not it's it's not a uh, vegetable oil, but it's a different oil they use to to fry it. So definitely was hemp hemp seed? Nah, not hemp seed oil. It gotta be avocado oil, because I did it in the crib before. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like frying chicken, the same process, but they're not using any dairy or anything like that. So it'd be, it'd be, it'd be toys. Like I try to stay away from it as much as possible because I was eating it every day, but I'm on the process right now where I'm just grilling it. I'm, uh, the, the blue ocean mushrooms mm-hmm. with some onions. Now I throw in a salad and I eat it like that and then drink some water and some moringa tea. So moringa tea, um, that's like, uh, a variation of an orange. Nah, so the moringa. Let me see if I can pull it up for you. The moringa, man. Is it? I think it's a tree. It's a tree. If I'm mis- not mistaken. There we go. Not the moringa powder. Moringa plant, yeah. Yeah, it's a tree. And it got a little, it look like, you know how them trees with the little, look like almost string beans be looking leaves? Yeah. So that's what I'm using, but it's a little bit longer with pods in it. So they use that. And the moringa seeds inside of that is so bitter, man. It's bitter. It's a bitter taste. It reminds me like a, a burdock root type of taste. Mm-hmm. But you gotta think about it. That that energy you got in it, it can create a tree from that. 
You know what I'm saying? So definitely, it's powerful, powerful stuff right there. It really is. Okay. But let's go to the introduction. <laughs> Let the people know who you are, where you coming from, and what you into, man. Right. This young guy right here, very powerful. I remember talking to him last year. Uh, I don't even know how we met for real, but like, I'm glad we met and came across paths. You remember? I really don't. <laughs> I think, was it, were you on like the 19 Keys? Yeah. Like Crown or Infinite West Strategy, something like that? I think we were in the BWO. Were you in that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the original BWO. Yeah. Not the yeah, new yeah. one. Yeah, we was in the, we was in the original one. Yeah, and man, just everything he's doing right now, he been telling me what he was going to do, and he really built on it. So, man, he's very, he's on his stuff, man. I'm proud of him. <laughs> but now, nah, let the people know who you are, man. All right, what's good, y'all? My name is Rashawn Duke II. Uh, I'm 21 years old. I'm in college right now. I'm from Covington, Louisiana. Y'all probably don't know where that's at. So it's about 20, 30 minutes outside of New Orleans. You know, everybody know where New Orleans at. So it's about 20, 30 minutes outside of New Orleans. Um, I'm into, I major in the finance in school right now, but I have a clothing business called Fan First. Um, Representing those who understand the difference between their relatives and their real family. Um, what else do I do? I trade stock options in the stock market. Um and I wrote a book about credit, teaching, you know, young adults how to establish, maintain, and build credit. Um, and that's that's pretty much what I do right now. I'm building up my brand. Um, I graduate college in August. So transitioning from that school, because I've been in school my entire life. So transitioning from school, you know what I'm saying, into the workforce, into the real world. Um, that's where I'm at right now, just focusing on mastering myself. Um, me and my brother here, we were talking about you know, health and um, health and food and how, how that plays a role in your mental. And, yeah, I'm just focusing on just becoming a better me so I can be better for my people and my family. I say, I say, man, the main, the first thing is first, really, I remember you telling me about that book. So, like, what really got you, who taught you first about credit first? Like, was it your parents or you did your own research? Yeah, it was my pops. My pops put me on it. Um, right before, oh. right before I came to, uh, right before I came to college, he put me on it. And, um, okay. I, I remember getting introduced to recession proof, that group. And then I dug into that and then I was like, okay, this is cool. So I, I got all the game from there. And then, um, from, from there and my pops, um, and then. I realized, you know, me being in college, they wasn't teaching us anything about credit, bro. And I'm in finance. Mm. So they weren't teaching us anything about nothing to do with credit. How to get a credit card, how to use a credit card, you know what I'm saying? How to anything about credit at all. And it's crazy because you need a cre- you need credit to get an apartment, you need credit to buy a car, you need credit to buy a house. That's some of the main things that you know, we're going to be getting into once we're out of college and they're not preparing for us for any of it. So, you know, I'm thinking, okay, instead of me just complaining about it or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, pretty much just complaining about it. I'm just going to be the change that I want to see. So mm-hmm. I just wrote a book about it. 
And I, I've literally, I haven't made an A in English until I got to college. Like I've always hated writing and hated reading, but I kind of like to take on challenges. I like, I like to challenge mm-hmm. myself because once I know that I can, you know, I, I like, I just like overcoming not fears because I'm a fear of writing, but just difficulties because mm-hmm. once you once you overcome something that you think you can't do or you think you're not good at, it just builds a different level of confidence when it comes to other things. Because it's like, okay, I thought I wasn't good at this, but I was able to have the discipline, you know what I'm saying, and the will to be able to produce this, produce this book. So I know that if something else in the future comes up in my life that I think is hard, it's like I can tap back into that, that power and that knowing that I can overcome something difficult. And it'll carry on throughout my life. Man, that's facts. Cause I remember I was fresh out, uh, fresh into college, fresh out of high school. Man, they started sending me credit cards, all that. You feel me? Yeah. And like, man, I, I fell into that trap where I didn't really know any information because about credit cards besides my mother, what she told me which was a little bit, you know what I mean? So she just told me, like, yo, make sure you just pay it off, do that, do that. But, like, when I was in school, they didn't really teach us about credit cards, how to use credit card, how to build your credit, how to use credit. So, like, now when I max out two credit cards and they in collection, I'm like, shit. <laughs> I got to figure out what I need to do next. So, like, definitely big, big props to Pops for teaching you that at a young age and dropping a book about it. So your peers and people younger can really understand one, you can write your own book <laughs> Two, start building your credit. Cause that's key. Credit is key. No matter what it's key, especially if you're a business owner, you definitely need some credit and move around what you need to do, man. So like, that's, that's big key right there, man. Cause telling you, bro, I'm I, I, now that I had the information on credit, and how to leverage credit, I'm like, okay, now I know how I can move. So, like, it's this big key to understand credit, man. Sure. Really, really is, Another thing that, that made me want to write my book as well is, you know, my pops put me onto it. So, I understand credit. Mm-hmm. You know, once I learned about it, I threw, like, I don't use my debit cards. My the name of my book is all credit, no debit. Like, I don't even think about mm-hmm. using my debit card for multiple reasons. Um but, yeah. you know, just talking to my, my peers at school about credit and um, most of their reactions or their thought processes when it comes to credit is one of that's based in fear. Because mm. their parents are their parents don't know, you know, how to use credit properly. They weren't taught properly and they made mistakes with their credit cards. So, you know, then they project that fear onto, you know, their kids and say, most of most of their most of the kids are like, yeah, my my mom has my credit card. I'm like, why does your mom have your credit card? Oh, uh, and I'm and I'm just like, oh, okay. So they're teaching them to stay away from it, pretty much. Only use it for for gas, pretty much. Only use it for gas. And I'm like, no, yeah. use it for everything. But you just got to be disciplined. You know, you get yeah. no benefits from using a debit card. But if you use a credit card. There's something that comes with it, whether it's bonus points, whether it's cash back, you know what I'm saying? So you're never supposed to use a debit card. You're always supposed to use a credit card and use it as a debit card. 
and then you'll be okay. There's no reason to be scared of it. Facts. And one thing I really learned this year is, like you said, the cash back. Like I use a Chase uh, Discovery card or it's, uh, whatever it's called. I forgot exactly what it's called, but I got it. Got bonuses for points. Like I booked a flight because, mm. of that. you know what I'm saying, L.A., I only had paid $121 based on all the points I had. So I kind of understanding, like, look, I got this. I got this credit card. I'm going to use it as, like, an asset for real. I'm going to understand that I got enough money to pay it off. So my max is $5,000. i am not going to max it out to 3000 up there where I can't pay it off that same month. So I understand that. So I always keep it back in my head when I'm spending that. Okay, this is what I can spend. I got enough to pay it off. So I don't have to worry about the interest the following yep. month. And like, so just really understanding that. I'm like, okay. And then when I went out to Houston, uh, my boy had the this uh American Express Platinum card. So that's where they had the lounge at. And I went in the lounge, I was like, you got the open bar, buffet, and the people that's in there, if you know, you know they will be in there. So you got business owners, you got people that understand how to leverage your credit card because they got that perk right yep. there. So I met people that was doing business, rent a car, uh, rentals, real estate. I was chatting up because like this area is they in there for a reason because they know about how to leverage a credit card, how to work a credit so, credit card. So I was networking like crazy. So like the benefits of doing that. Is, is key. And like you said, that fear base that we get from our parents, that's a lot of stuff we, as adults, as we get older, that trauma we hold on from our parents, like that outside of credit cards, anything, man. Really, our parents put that trauma on us, so we'd be scared to step out of our comfort zone, for real, man. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. So, like, you were talking about your pops, but, like, was your pops, was the person that really motivated you to get started with entrepreneurship? Um, yeah, my pops is an entrepreneur. Um, so yeah. And what? I just don't, I've never, I've never been a fan of just working for anybody. So mm-hmm. just that idea alone motivated me, but yeah, he has definitely played a role because he, he himself is an entrepreneur. He hasn't, he had, that's one of the main things he hasn't, I've never seen my, my pops work a job my entire life. Mm. Never seen them work a job my entire life, so most of Man, definitely, man. I I was talking to a sister, and she was talking about the ups and downs. Her dad had her own business, so he was working, 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 working for his business, and the money wasn't coming through yet, but now he's seeing the, uh, the fruits of his labor coming for wishing now because he put all that work in, so really – Really, just working for yourself. That's I had the same kind of. I would say the same story, but like me it was kind of opposite. My mom worked all her life, you know what I'm saying, bouncing a job a job, complaining about her job, mm-hmm. and I'm like, nah, this can't be it. This can't. This can't be it. Like, graduate college to pay off debt, then work all your life just to live for ten years. Like, this can't be it. So it's really that's where I got into entrepreneurship myself by just looking at the example of my mom working and saying, this is not it. Like, I want to live life, not work to live for it. Like, I, that's 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 my, how I got to you know, entrepreneurship and just me observing people, how they're living, how being their own boss 
really motivating me to start my entrepreneurship, uh, be an entrepreneur. And like, so with me, I learned a lot of couple of skills from that. So like really, just really the business admin, that's a point where I'm at with my entrepreneurship career. It's a business admin, just really understanding the back end of stuff. Cause the front end stuff is the easiest part, but the back end is the most important part. So with that, what's one a significant skill that you learned from starting your first business? One significant skill. I would say research. I would say the, the ability to be able to, I would, I guess to refine that word down, um, mm -hmm. analytics, being analytical. Analytic. Um, okay. Okay. T-shirt business. There's so many mm -hmm. t-shirts. There's so many different types of t-shirts. There's so many places you can get the t-shirts from. There's so many ways you can do a design on a t-shirt. What's the best way? What's the most efficient way? Cost efficient way? Like most, most efficient with the time. It's the best way to do it. Like the ability to be able to take the time and research and pick between, you know, each option and see which one's see which one is best for your situation specifically. Not not based off of what you see somebody else is doing, but based off of, you know, the capital and resources and whatever you have available to you. Um the ability, the ability to um do that and do that efficiently is is something that that I've developed. Because it's a, you know, we do all this, you, you make clothes, so you know what goes into mm -hmm. all of this. Like, you have to source the product, you have to source the materials to print onto the product, you got to market it yourself. What's the best platform to market on? There's so many platforms, you know what I'm saying? There's different services, you know, to add on to your website. What's the best ones mm -hmm. to add on to your mm -hmm. websites? You know, and not just picking the first one you see just because it looks good and actually taking the time and research and picking the best one. It's like, um, that's a, that's a pretty big skill that I've learned that I'll be able to transfer into other areas. Yeah, I definitely, I agree with that. Research, you got to think about it. These big companies, they got a whole separate department based off research mm -hmm. and development. So it, that's definitely really key. Uh, with a business is growing. Uh, same thing, like you said, we both have clothing lines, so I understand. Like, that's one thing where I'm at right now, too, is really understanding material. I was watching a high-level conversation with the brother, uh, Psycho. right now. <laughs> and, like, he really had me thinking about really how I can prove my brand myself, how I should take the fashion more seriously. He would have asked me, my clothing line about to be four years old. You would have asked me five years ago, I had my own clothing line. I'd be like, nah, I wouldn't. So, like, that was me getting into the fashion because with me, I'm not going to lie. Like, all my, I'll say high school, college, man, I was just jeans, sweats, just, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't really into fashion, but since I started my brand, I want to learn more about fashion so I can really hold and build my brand to a certain way. You know what I mean? So like really understand the fabrics I'm using, the vinyl, learning different skills, screen print, uh, embroidery, uh, heat press. So it's really just doing that to level up because I got the designs in my head. It's just really putting out there and making sure the quality, that's the main thing with me is quality. Like people saw their brands and their quality or oh, this 
Major brands too, the qualities be so terrible. Like you throw a couple wash, wash it two times, the shirt shrink up. And one thing Devin said is we it's a fast fashion culture now. We got H&M Forever 21, Shein, uh, Fashion Nova. It's so cheap because trends, so they're not going to last that long. So, like, that's the main thing. I, I want stuff to last. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you want to pay top dollar, you want to pay, want people pay $100, $200, $50 for a shirt, you got to make sure those shirts can last. You know what I'm saying? That's the main thing with with me. And that's one thing, like you said, goes into research and you really got to do your research to find which method of making clothes and the fabrics you should use to, so it can last. So that's, that's a big key. I'm that, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's one important part of business, really doing your research and really finding out what you need to do next, man. Sure. Watch then, I'm watching so the podcast right now, by the way, I'm not, done, yeah. I've been, I've been, taking time to watch parts here and there and he dropped yeah he got me thinking about taking a pause on my stuff because dude said dude said he took a whole year yeah. solidified manufacturer dude flew to china dude went back to school learned about all the fabrics i'm like damn he really going all in yeah. <laughs> so i need to pause and like figure out figure out some stuff first and then come back mm -hmm. and do it better and do it right like he got me thinking for real, so. Now, he had me the same way. I'm not going to lie. He had me the same way just really because over this last, I would say this last year, I really haven't been making clothes. I really haven't been pushing it. Like, I, I had stuff on my website, like my sweatsuits I'll be posting. And, like, I'm like, do I really, like, I've been testing the quality, see how everything is. I'm like, do I really want to push this out? Like, people, brand, when you going to drive? I'm like, look. I was focused on a whole different thing and I'm, I really have to give my clothing brand all my attention because it's so important to me and I don't want nobody rocking something YSM and it's not looking right. The quality is terrible. And then, uh, somebody in the interview, he said with the side collective, right? When you rock it, people going like you are, if you know, if you know type of thing. So I'm, I'm at work at Target right now. I got my side collector shoes on, my phone runners on. Then I saw a brother with some uh, with some sneakers on. I was looking at it. I'm like, those look like some side collective. Then I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, bro, those those side collective. He like, yeah, man, I got like forty pairs. <laughs> and then we changed IGs all that. I told him I had my old clothing line. He like, you know what? I'm gonna support your clothing line. Like just off that, and he mentioned that on the on an interview about that. So it's just that connection we just made just then and there, just because of Side Collective, man. Yeah. So, like, it's it's definitely powerful. And he told me to watch the, uh, the Breakfast Club video he got with them, too. So I'm definitely going to check that out uh, once I'm done with the high-level conversation. And the second one is definitely Dame Dash one. Uh, seeing what he's doing with his own brand, the CEO, everything because like we we got the same birthday by the way so he my tourist turn so like just everything he's doing himself is really why i'm building my brand a certain way because i want to have to do everything i want to do the podcast i want to do the food i want to do the real estate like i want everything to be under one household just like nissy house did with the marathon just everything in house like that it's gonna leave a footprint and i feel like 
you building a legacy brand. That's the main mm-hmm. thing. I'm not trying to be here for a couple of years. I'm trying to be here forever so I can pass it down to my kids. So that's one thing I'm really learning at these top brands. Instead of selling your brand, I want to see these brands that's going to be here for a while. And definitely Marathon is one of them that's going to be here for a while because they everywhere. I'm going to go back to L.A. Uh, in next month. So I'm definitely going to tap in and really study that while I'm out there. Okay. For sure. For sure, man. So the next question I got for you, kind of probably we already know since you talk about your dad, but like I would say I'm going to add this to it. Are you getting support from family and friends on your business? And if so, how? Yeah, for sure. Um, support um, as far as actual purchases and also you know, when they're out and going out about their day, whatever they're doing in their lives, you know, they have my stuff on and they're telling me about interactions that they have with other people, you know, coming up to them, mm-hmm. asking them, you know, where is that shirt from? Where is that hoodie from? You know, and them, they're putting them on to my, you know, to my page and whatnot. So supporting that way. And also when it comes to friends, um, my last photo shoot I did, the people in there, or some of my partners from college, you know, they bought the mm-hmm. and, you know, model in the, in the photo shoot for me. So supporting that way too. And, you know, just resharing posts is a big thing. Resharing posts and liking it and sending it out in that way. So yeah, I've been receiving support for sure. Definitely. Cause that's one thing, uh, you know, I noticed is really my friends, I would say they saw the growth in me and I guess they don't believe, they couldn't believe I had my own clothing brand and doing stuff. So, like, sometimes they're not going to always repost my my stuff or they're not going to purchase. So, it's just key to seeing you had the right group of people around you that's going to support the brand and that see the vision, what you're trying to do. Yeah. Because sometimes you might not have that, that friend group or the family that will really support it, how they should be supported. And that give you that extra push, man. Definitely, like. Uh, when people be rocking wide chum and people be asking where you get that from, I'm like, yeah, go ahead, just give me the spill, like elevator pitch real quick. And I'm like, look, I tell my friend, look, look, if you get, if you send me some sales, I'll make sure I break you off a little percentage of some sale or give you some a discount or something. Right. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, that's key, man. That's key. So it's just really the follow back, a vegan back off that question. Eat. So how are you using college? <laughs> yeah, vegan back. We're not piggyback. We vegan back on <laughs> off that question. <laughs> so how how are you using college to help grow your business for real? Bro, it's a plethora of human beings all in one spot. <laughs> yeah. Just talking to people on campus, bro. That's really it. Talking to people, going to the calf. Sometimes I'll just go up to the different uh different tables, you know, and ask uh, ask people if they like clothes and just run it and just tell them what I got going on. Get them to follow the page. That's really it. Um, I haven't been pushing my book. Sometimes I forget that I wrote a book, <laughs> but <laughs> I haven't been pushing my book like that. Um, mm-hmm. I need to, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really it. Just being on college campus is easy, bro. It's easy. Like I could just, yeah. I really could just um pull up in front of the union and pop the trunk and sell some stuff like it's not it's not much to it <laughs> they all in one spot <laughs> yeah 
that was I was doing last year when my boy was in school. Like I caught the train up in the mountains of Maryland, went to Frostburg University, and I literally sold out that weekend. Like I left with nothing. I told myself I'm not leaving with any clothes, and I left with nothing. Like pulled up to block parties selling stuff, just walking around, just selling stuff, setting up a table at the front of the block party. I'm like selling shirts, pushing it, just really pushing it. So definitely, uh, I kind of wish I wish I started my brand in college when I was in college for that one year off campus, like out, out of the crib. Cause I would have definitely ran it up. That's and that's why I really, that's the thing though, bro. College, college campuses are public, are public areas. Like there's so right. many people that, that be in the union and the calf that don't even go to our school. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> I'm like, who is that? I see different people all the time. I'm like, I know y'all don't go here, but anybody can walk on a college campus, pay to get in the calf. Anybody can do that. So it ain't it ain't too late. Like it's not if you if you still wanna do that. Man, I might I might have to do that. Definitely. Wanna get a little warmer. You know where the brand World Envision? Yeah. They're from Louisiana. That's they from they from New Orleans. They um they went to La Tech. LA Tech, that's like in Ruston. You probably don't know where that is, but um, yeah. it's up north in Louisiana, nowhere near where I'm at. But all they do is mm-hmm. go around to different college campuses and they set up their tables, pop-up shops, whatever, on different campuses. And that's how they blew up. I'm not going to lie. That just inspired me for it because in the DMV area, we got endless HBCUs out here. We got University of Maryland. We got American University, George Washington. Like, it's it's endless colleges outside the HBCUs here. So definitely that's one thing I was doing when I was doing my life insurance stuff was just walking around campuses and just really just acting like I was a student for real because I was in school, but I went to a different school. So you definitely right on about that. I can definitely do that and keep that going, especially during the football season anyway, because, you know, I love me some college football, so I can definitely do that. Sure. Definitely do that for sure. And it's really – so how you doing – what's your opinion or your view on the stocks right now, especially what has happened with Silicon Valley Bank? Like, are you really – you bull on making trades or are you sticking to your guns and really seeing what's going on with the market for real? Um, I'm not a bull or a bear because I'm a trader. Mm-hmm. So I just play the up and down. But as far as long-term investing, I'm not buying anything right now. I'm not mm. buying nothing. I've been, um, you know, my dad, he asked me, he just tell, he just, uh, he's a way for me to tell him when to buy stuff. And he's been asking me lately. I'm just like, just wait, just wait, just be patient, just wait. Because, yeah. like, the market hasn't fallen how it's supposed to. Like, it. it so you feel like going to fall lower? Yeah. That's what you said? I feel All like right. it is. And I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. I think it's going to fall lower. Um, the based off of you know the Fed, the Fed uh, meetings, Paul is trying to the chairman. He's trying to push, he's trying to like get us to fall more, but we just won't. Like the market is just it's doing like this. yeah, and that's why it's been <laughs> difficult. It was like the last quarter of 2022 was tough for sure. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Like a lot of people got wiped out. A lot of uh, prop trading firms went bankrupt. Um, a lot of traders that I know that are in the trading group that I'm in quit Discord activity down. 
bro it was rough it was rough but it's kind of the the volume is kind of picking back up now um not sure why um I guess maybe mm-hmm. maybe the new year got people that kind of excited you know they thought we was going to get off to a to a great start but um that that bank failing I haven't done my research so I won't say too mm-hmm. much on it but from what I have seen it's a pretty big deal and uh I think that's that's not going to be the first bank that defaults. I mean, we just mm. saw, um, I think it was Bank of America that just got into some trouble um, with their with their finances. So I don't know. I'm not buying. I'm not buying long term right now. But I would say I'm not buying long term. I'm I'm trading for sure. I'm waiting. Trading. I'm waiting for some for some specific prices on some stocks. Okay. So to like really add this together, so you are you using your trading money f- to help you find your business? No, I'm using my credit. Your credit, yes, okay. All right, cause like that's the main thing. Like uh, for me, it is really understanding how to really leverage that skill to trade to fund my business or different stuff. You know, what I'm saying take care. Cause I work two jobs right now. And I'm really trying to free myself from one of the jobs because if I learn, I'm still learning how to trade, reading the charts, mm-hmm. doing that because it just I have to set the time for me to learn that information. Cause that's like once you learn the charts, learn how to read patterns. It's a wrap. It's that. It's a It's rap. that too. But I would say this: anybody can read a chart. It's more about emotions, mm-hmm. bro. Mm. It's more it's more about emotions than anything. You can have a perfect strategy, but if you can't control your emotions and bro, how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you're greedy in real life, if you're greedy when it comes to food, you know what I'm saying? You won't be able to you won't be able to, to trade, bro, because you're gonna over trade and you're gonna blow your mm. so trading I would say this trading will trading will show you who you are. Trading, trading, being a trader will show you who you are and it will make you into a better person. If you're a good trader, you almost have to be a good person. And if you know, you know. But yeah. your emotions have to be in check. Your ego has to be in check. Your discipline has to be pristine. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't overindulge. You know what I'm saying? You can't get cocky or you're yeah. just not going to make money. Like 95% of people don't make money. It's for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So it's going. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a head it's it's a head game, bro. It's a head game for sure. Because all you're doing is clicking buttons. It's not physical. Yeah. It's not physical at all. And that's probably like the ten times I heard that really about trade. Oh, what happened? It ended. Damn. Damn, what happened? I think his phone died. We're just gonna wait. Figure.
I'm back on here. Oh, I was just about to press that button. <laughs> we, we good. We good. We back on here. I don't know what just happened. It's time for me to get an upgrade anyway, man. <laughs> get this MacBook. I got this Dell. This is going to be on the last layer for me. <laughs> but <laughs> what I was just saying, let me see. 